Podcast One. If your business is relying on just one source of revenue, then maybe it's time to reconsider your business model. Swimming coach Brenton Ford did, and now business is going swimmingly. (laughs) Sorry, dad joke. In fact, he's about to have his first seven-figure year, and he's a swimming coach. It's a wet behind the ears episode 490 of the award-winning Small Business Big Marketing Podcast. Well, I said, welcome to Small Business Marketing Show, where successful small business owners share their souls to take your marketing straight to the lead. Now, here's your host, Mr. Tim Bowie. Welcome back to your weekly dose of freestyle marketing. I'm your host, Tim Bowie Reed. You Infinitely more importantly, you're a motivated business owner who is ready, I assume, to crank out some great marketing to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. And that's exactly why this podcast exists. But if it's not enough for you, you can grab a copy of my popular marketing book, The Boomerang Effect, that I wrote with you in mind over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Big episode today. Swimming coach Brenton Ford shares how he's added multiple revenue streams to his coaching business. One even gives him tax-deductible holidays like that. This week's Monster Prize Draw winner has implemented so many ideas from this show that I can't read them all out. Plus, I'll let you in on who's joining us in upcoming episodes. As per usual, team, there is marketing G-O-L-D dripping. From the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. If you haven't connected with me on LinkedIn or Facebook in particular, then I suggest you do because something new going forward is that I'll be doing little teaser videos about each upcoming episode. They're nice and short, give you a sense of who we'll be talking to, what we'll cover, why you should listen in. So I'll put my LinkedIn and Facebook links in the show notes for episode 490 over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Righto. Well, if you like the idea of finding additional revenue streams in your business, then you are going to love what today's guest has to share. Now, unlike most swimming coaches who just make a living by walking up and down the pool yelling, kick harder, harder, that's it. Well, Brenton Ford of Effortless Swimming has an online membership, think recurring income, online and face-to-face training, think scalability, Overseas camps, think free holidays, clinics, I just attended one the other day, and plenty more. He's got 1,500 people go through his clinics each year, 900 forum members paying a monthly fee. You do the math. A support team in the Philippines, six coaches, some ex-Olympians, delivering his IP all around Australia. And the guy's a weapon when it comes to using YouTube, Facebook, Insta, and he's got a podcast to drive traffic into his business. He's a swimming coach. Now, his business has grown 37% per annum for the past five years and is on track to do seven figures this financial year. I think this is a great story. I started off by suggesting to Brenton that his business model applies to any business owner who has something to teach someone else. Yeah, yeah. And the way that effortless swimming has evolved over the last few years is I originally wanted to have a business that was purely online. I was behind the scenes. I wasn't the face of it. And I did that for the first couple of years and it went okay, but it wasn't until I really got active in the business and I became the face of it. And I was happy putting myself out there that we started to develop a a good reputation. We got a a good following and and people really started to recommend it to other people. Mm -hmm. So it was something that I didn't originally, where it is now is very different than where I first thought it would go. Well, no doubt, because, I mean, you come from a line of swimming coaches, your mum and dad are swimming coaches, you... My granddad, he used to manage the uh, mall outdoor pool too. That's awesome, mate. Were you born in the pool? Like, were you one of those water birds? (laughs) (laughs) Mum wasn't that much of a hippie, so uh, no, thankfully not, but uh, yeah, it it runs in the family, and mum and dad run and learn to swim business as well, so... Because what's interesting is, and I'm sure there are still the majority of swimming coaches out there... And I could extrapolate that to other types of coaches who are just working in the old world, yeah, which is face-to-face, one client after another, mm. no amplification, 
none of that. You know, it's just selling your hours. Yeah. You figured out how not to do that, right? Yeah. And that's, uh, for me, I've always wanted to run a business and I was very lucky that swimming could, that what I'm doing could be a business as well. So I, when I was young, I sold stuff through eBay and sort of typical story with, with that. And then I started this business first year out of university and uh, just slowly grew it while I was working full time. Swimming's so technical, yeah, yeah. As, as you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that it's most people, a lot of people are putting the effort in, but it's the technique that's holding them back. And, mm-hmm. and most people know that. And so when they get frustrated with that and they're not getting the results, but they're putting the effort in, then that's when they usually seek out someone like us to, to help them. Let's break the business down, Brenton, because they're various. I want to sort of talk about, break the conversation up into offers and then how you're driving traffic and building profiles. So your offer, you've got face-to-face coaching, pretty obvious. You know, someone yep. can come to a pool where, where you are, like I did yesterday with Sarah, and you gave us an hour and a half in our own dedicated lane, happy days. Yep. Yeah. That was awesome because you had the GoPro underwater on top of us, in front of us. Explain then what you did. Yeah, yeah. so what we did yesterday, uh, I sort of ran you through like a mini clinic uh, because what we normally do, I don't really do much one-to-one stuff anymore just because of so that selling time for, for totally. money. And, uh, and I actually find that when we run the full clinics, which are three and a half hours usually, we get to go through the whole education process about what people need to know to swim faster. So it gives them this this base of knowledge that's going to help them going forwards. So what we did yesterday was kind of like a mini clinic, uh, but more just p- specific to what you guys are doing. So we did the underwater filming. I analysed you um, using this this app. Uh, I'll record that analysis so you guys get a copy of it. I rec- explain that because you, it was it's clever. I mean, the use of technology mm. in your clo- in your coaching business is awesome. So you got the GoPro that's underwater, that's all happening, and then you literally at the end of the pool, two minutes later, you've uploaded it to your iPad, and we're watching ourselves swim, and you're drawing all over it and yeah. showing <laughs> bloody angles, and you know, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, and that's uh, that's something that we well we could only really start doing it about four years ago. Mm-hmm. Because before that, the technology with the GoPros, it took five, six, seven minutes to upload one video. So we couldn't do that at clinics in person. Uh, but mm-hmm. eventually, the technology caught up. We've co- tried to stay at the, the forefront of the technology. So really, I think we we're probably the first people, or yeah, maybe the, the first to kind of do what we're doing um, now in that space of time. So we've, um, we've really kept up to date with that. And that makes a big difference because when people don't see themselves swimming, and when they do, it makes the, the biggest it difference. It is a complete game changer. You know, I thought I, just <laughs> between you and I, I thought I had a fairly good form, and then when I saw my left stroke, I was like, that is embarrassing. <laughs> and the top view, forget it. But fortunately, you said most people find that top view pretty yeah. weird anyway. So. And it's, it's hard to look good from that top view. It's like <laughs> yeah. everyone's left side. So. That's right. Yeah. So let's keep offline for a moment. So you've got the face-to-face stuff. Now, you've got these um, clinics, and uh, what are you calling them? Uh, camps. So yep. explain what you're doing there. Yeah, so we've got the uh, the clinics, which uh, people just sort of, they, they come along to, three and a half hours, they uh, have their stroke analysed and they've got a, a game plan to get faster after that. 250 bucks, maximum six people? Yep, yeah, yep, that's right. And nice. uh, so we run a few variations of that. There are some junior clinics and, and we also do follow-up filming. So when people have done a clinic, they come along and they can get filmed and analysed again to check in where they're at and then just work on the, the next couple of things. Then with the camps, so this is something... I love this, these camps. Yeah, well, I started, so five years ago, uh, a friend of mine was working at Tanya Pura, which is a sports resort in Thailand, and he said, you should bring a group of swimmers over and just come have a camp there. And I thought, I thought I don't know who's going to want to come along with me, but I thought, all right, I'll book a couple of rooms, I'll open some spaces up. And we were lucky enough to, to fill that camp. I think we had maybe 20 swimmers around that oh. come along, and that's probably the most I could handle. And this was just me coaching. So getting bumps on seats is hard. So you, you yeah. got 20. You, you must have been wrapped. Yeah, well, I look back, and I actually lost money on that camp because the currency varied from the time I opened up bookings to when I ended up paying. Oh, and I didn't leave enough margin on top, mm-hmm. uh, but that's fine. You know, that happens. Yep. Uh, but it was it was a great camp, and I, then I called it Hell Week. Because we used to do some training camps, and it's a very common thing in the swimming world. You have hell week where you train your, your butt off. Mm-hmm. But uh, I opened that up, and it, it booked up really quick, which was great. And I had a lot of my own swimmers who I used to coach come along. Mm-hmm. So I've run that for the last five years, and it's gotten a really good reputation where now it's not hell week. It's called hell week, but it's not as hard. So it's more about you come along, you get to train. We do a lot of filming and analysis. I have 
three other coaches with me and there's 21 swimmers maximum. So there's a lot of coaches compared to the swimmers and we just give them a lot of value, a lot of feedback and that's made a, a world of difference in terms of the result that people get, how much they enjoy it. And what does that then do for your connection to your, your clients? It's been the last two or three years when we've done that, uh, it's just been so much better. Like we've had people who have come along to four or five of those camps awesome. and they, they keep coming back and, I'd, and I've made some really good friends out of it as well. So I look back at those, the camps that we do now and uh, yes, it's, it's great for, for business and everything, but the relationships and connections that I get through that are, are more rewarding than, than anything Customer, related to the business. Customers for life. Yeah. Uh, I noticed on your, you've got a Hawaii swim camp coming up. Yep. So, uh, awesome. yeah, one of the guys, one of the coaches, he's an ex-Olympic swimmer and, and coach from New Zealand. I got introduced to him through uh, some of my clients and so he knew some people in Hawaii said, would you like to run a camp over there? Yeah. So I said, oh, why not? Yeah. So what's the trick to making a dollar out of that? Because again, this is all, you know, this is your business model. How are you actually then, you got the currency ex- foreign exchange worked out. Yeah, um, I figured that out now. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you putting together a package with the resort? People worry about their own airfares and getting there. Yep. Yeah. So the way we, we basically run it is we we have options there, but we essentially look at the accommodation. We we know how much that's going to cost. We know how much the transport's going to cost during the camp and any other things like I've got to pay coaches and lane hire and all that sort of stuff. And then we just add a, pardon me, a margin on top. Mm-hmm. So we just make sure that they're not running at a at a loss anymore totally. and um and I know rough I know what the break even is but we we typically sell those camps out because they are small groups 12 to 21 swimmers and and now I'm running seven of those next year because they're 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 profitable uh, they're a lot of fun I really enjoy them and I want to do more of what I'm what of what I enjoy so that's why totally. I've ramped it up for next year that's awesome Hawaii uh, Thailand and Noosa. Hey, nice. Yep. Can't be So here. I don't have to go to Thailand or Hawaii to enjoy these camps. You can roll out of bed and, and be there. <laughs> Mate. Quite like the idea of going to a sports camp in, in uh, Thailand. But anyway, yeah. talk about that later. So, okay. Uh, so we're now going to leave the business offers offline. Yep. Now we're going online. At the heart of that is a forum, uh, which I love. I mean, again, how many coaches have got a forum? So in that forum, you've got a whole lot of e-learning, video training, swimming courses, and then an opportunity for, will you explain what else you can do in the forum? Yeah, we've really got one main online offer now. We used to have separate products and they're still out there, but all I promote now, we've got our membership. Which well, explain what you had, Brent, and then yeah. why you've gone to what you've got now. So we used to, when I first started, the very first product was a, like a DVD online. It was a video course that people could go through to improve their swimming. And then I made a couple of other ones where as I updated them and, and learned more and we used to sell them as individual products now we package them together in just one annual membership so at the moment it's 55 US dollars a year it's quite cheap and it's wow, a little it's really cheap yeah well I, I opened it up four months ago or five months ago a year or a month a year right yep so really really cheap uh, and it's just got all of our content in there and uh, it will eventually get more expensive, but for now, I just wanted to have it as, as inexpensive. Everyone who who has joined on that rate, they'll stay on that rate forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just wanted to sort of have that influx of initial members, keep it keep it really cheap for people. And so, so what you've basically done, you're creating all this content off to the side and selling it individually. So you sell one course, then you've got to find another buyer to sell another course too, and it's just a there's no recurring income. That's what it was, yeah. You've taken all that content that you've created, all that training videos and, I don't know, worksheets or whatever you had and put it all into a forum and now you have a recurring income. That's right, yeah. So we've got, I think we're up to 600, 650 members in that, just that video membership Mm -hmm. Um, and we opened that up a couple months ago. And the other option we've got there is people from around the world can send their videos to me and I'll do the analysis for them. So kind of like what we do in person but... We, most of our audience is in the US and then Europe and all over the place, really. So that's an option for them to be able to be coached by, by me and get the analysis and the technique, which is what most people come to me for. How much do you charge for that? So that's $99 a month. It's a three-month upfront. So, and the reason for that is when I'm working with someone, that, that initial, that the initial work is upfront with, with working with someone and analyzing their technique. Mm-hmm. But in terms of getting results, it's much that you get, we get a lot better results when we get to do more than one video. So most people are, I recommend send a video in two, three, four weeks time. And so that's why there's that initial three months upfront for that mm-hmm. or annual it's six ninety nine, And this is in US dollars because mm-hmm. our customers are mostly overseas. So uh, we've got- And you want to get paid in greenbacks. <laughs> 
it certainly helps <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, that's right. Nice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we've got um, we've got about three hundred members there. I've had that going for quite a while. So oh, that's awesome. So those three hundred members separate to the three hundred members paying ninety nine bucks a month. Are separate to the um, members that are paying fifty five bucks a year just for the training. Yeah, they're, so they're they're separate, but it's in the same platform. So it's the same platform. Yeah. So essentially, you've got about eight hundred or nine hundred online clients. Is that that's right? Doing yeah. The math right there. Yeah. Except the like the stroke analysis members, some of them are on a much cheaper rate because they joined three four years ago. Yeah. Um, so we've just gradually increased the price. I as won't well. do the entire math because I don't want to embarrass you. You clearly rolled up in a, a matte black Lamborghini, which I think is fantastic. But this is going so well. <laughs> That's awesome, buddy. Like, how old are you? Uh, 30, 32. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about that? You've kind of created something there. Yeah, it's, I, I guess I started when I was quite young. I was 21 when I first started the business, maybe 22. But I mean, I'm, I think I'm very lucky to be doing what I'm doing. And I've always been around good, good coaches and mentors. And I think that certainly helped being around the right people. And yeah, I guess I look at it and, and I'm young in respect to a lot of business owners, I, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I mean, I just, I just really enjoy what I do and I, I want to keep, keep growing the business. But the lifestyle part of it is probably the most important one for me. I, I love doing what I'm doing with the business, but I don't want to get to that point where I'm working 10 hours, 12 hours a day. And I think when I was at uni, I did Bachelor of Business Entrepreneurship at RMIT. And the first year we had a class that was uh, small business owners would come in and talk to the group for two hours. And what I realized from that is I don't want to be a small business owner that's working 12 hours a day because most of these guys are coming in and they were they were burnt out. Mm. I was like, that's not what I want. I, I love to swim. I love to surf. I love being up here in mm-hmm. Noosa. Mm-hmm. And that's really probably my number one you know, most important thing. That's awesome. Interesting then that you are really keen to build the clinics and the camps. You've got seven next year. That's not online. That is face-to-face. That yep. requires you to show up, not only for the duration of the clinic or the camp, but I imagine there's a fair bit of work doing either side of that. Is that not going against what you value most, which is lifestyle? Yeah, well, with the, the clinics, it's myself and there's three other coaches that work with me that I've, that I've trained up. There's primarily one, uh, one coach in Sydney who runs all the Sydney you clinics. You employ them or you contract them? Contract them. Mm-hmm. And he's been with me for a number of years and so are the, the other coaches. So, I mean, we do, I think we had about 1,500 people go through clinics this year and the same for last year. And so we can, we can manage that. And I've probably gone, not cl- I wouldn't say close to burning out, but I've certainly got to the point where I've gone, that's too much travel. Right. So I've had to dial that back a bit with clinics. But yeah. with, I mean, with camps, it's demanding, but because I have a lot of coaches there who help me now and, and they know the drill, they know what to do. And I just, I just trust them to work with the swimmers. It feels like a holiday. Yeah, Tell me great. about that, Brenton, uh, contracting others. Was it hard to start with? Because people, I'm sure, wanted Brenton Ford when they signed up to a program. And, you know, if you don't get Brenton, then it's not the same experience. Yeah. Was it hard to kind of give that part of the business away? It, yeah, it, it was. It was. And it, it's still primarily me. So I'm still sort of in that trap, I guess you'd call it. But so Mitch in Sydney, who's, who's one of the coaches there, he's, so he's, he's probably a better technical coach than I am. So the, the feedback that we get from those clinics, people are just blown away. So I know that he's going to, to do a good job. And I, I did get to that point where I had maybe eight or nine coaches working for me. Some were employed casually, some were contract. But the quality of the, the clinics dropped, and that's not to say that the coaches weren't good enough, but the training I gave them wasn't enough, and I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't teach them well enough. So, and it was too much of a headache, like having to think, RP, are they going to show up to, on time? Are they going to run it to the standard? It was, I was getting stressed about it. I wouldn't be working on the weekend, but they would, hmm. but I still might be answering calls and yeah, stressing. Yeah. I just, what's the point? It's, I, I don't want that feeling. No. no. So I, I dialed it back, and now it's just a really small group of us, and I'm, and I'm happy with that. Yeah. The, the, the next thing and the thing that I've uh, been approached about is, you know, would you look to license it or sort of franchise it and have people come in, train with you and use the Effortless Swimming name and run clinics overseas? And? It's, it's, it doesn't appeal to me right now. There are other businesses that have done that, other swimming coaching Might businesses. Might be a bit early. Yeah. And it's, it's I don't know, to me, that's not what I, where I want to go. Could I make more money with it? Probably. Yep. Would it be more stressful? Absolutely. And You're a millennial, mate. It's money. It's not all about money. No, hey? that's uh, uh, free time. Free <laughs> correct, time. correct. Because I mean, I think back to when 
so my, when my wife was working full time, she's on maternity leave at the moment. But I was congratulations. Yeah, th- yeah, thank you. Um, she's she's happy being on maternity leave for the next uh, couple of years, I think. But right. she, uh, you know, when I, I was earning maybe fifty grand a year, and um, I was going surfing every day and working on the business. But I was, I was living the dream. Working on a tan, by the sounds of it. Oh uh, yeah, and I, <laughs> I was I was like Tim Reed up in Noosa. Hello. And yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, and I thought oh, like that was that was a great life. Like, there's nothing wrong. I was happy. I was mm-hmm. wasn't earning that much money or anything, but I was happy. And yeah, I, yeah. so I don't want to get to that point where I'm, you know, making more money, but I'm not enjoying it. You know, yeah, so good on you. I like that. Just explore. I want to get talk shortly about traffic and and personal profile. Just one last bit of the puzzle. You were creating individual products because again, listeners out there, business owners. I believe every single one of them could have some kind of e-learning product, whether it be an e-book or a video series or whatever it is. And I want to explore. I'm going to be exploring that a lot more in the coming months on this show. But you were selling them individually. What was the decision to put it all inside one forum, Mm. uh, one membership site? Was it about recurring income and just locking it away and having massive value there as opposed to individual bits of value over here? Yeah, primarily because people would come to us, they'd buy a product, but they'd also need some workouts to follow. They'd also need something to do with strength training or, or mobility. Mm. So that, that was a big factor of it, but mostly the recurring side of the business. Mm. And that's something that I've certainly focused on the last couple of years because that's when that's when I've, I feel like I've really got a business. Yes, yeah, and you can budget. What's the trick to holding a client who is paying a monthly fee? And we're kind of used to it these days, you know, the Netflix and the stands and mm. those, I mean, tel- Telstra, Telstra, telephone plans and all that. I mean, we're kind of used to monthly recurring. Yeah. It all gives us the shits, but it's kind of a fact of life. What's the secret yeah. to I think holding I could still definitely do a lot more with this, but basically getting the, the people to use the, the service and the product. Just getting them to, and also showing them the value that they're that they're getting, and for me, like that comparison is, someone might spend eight hundred, nine hundred dollars on a wetsuit, and yes, it'll make them faster, and you probably want to be racing in your wetsuit if you're doing triathlon, mm-hmm. but you can save so much more time by working on your on your technique, and it's the same as podcasting. Like first question, you're a podcaster. Yeah. What's the first question you get asked when I about podcasting? Yeah. Be interesting to see it's the same when I get asked. It, in terms of what? In terms of like... Well, the question I get asked is, what microphone do you use? Oh, right. Yeah. Right? yeah, it's like, yeah. So it's like, what wetsuit? It, it's not going to make you faster. The microphone's exactly. not going to make you better, right? It's, it is about, what did you call it? It's form. It's like... It, it, yeah, it's all, it's all it, technique. It is. It's the creative challenge of creating great content or it's, it's the creative challenge of having better form in the pool. The microphone or the wetsuit is by the by. And um, I've spoken about this before. Yeah. Sure, it's good to have a good microphone and sounds important because in podcasting you're competing against road noise or gym noise or train noise when you're commuting. But yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an interesting one. You focus more on... The creative side of things. Yeah, but I guess that's a quite a big. It's a beginner thing too, isn't it? As soon as you get into anything, like I'm thinking about the beginner swimmers. Yes. I had a guy put a, ask a YouTube comment, "Can I use blue tack in my ears as earplugs?" I was like, well, "Yeah, you could Google that too." <laughs> Go for and, gold, and it, buddy. And it doesn't really matter. You could use whatever you want. You could put grass in there. Just like probably egg. not. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, to that point though, yes, he could Google it, but he's bought into you. He's interested in what Brenton Ford's got to say. And that's I think that's a really interesting thing to understand because people go, the internet's there. It's full of content. There is nothing I cannot get answered on Google. Yeah. Right? But there is another layer of that which is, okay, like it's like people like email me with questions. It's like they could find that out on the internet, but for whatever reason, they like what I have to say. Okay? <laughs> We're talking to <laughs> Brenton Ford from Effortless com, <laughs> and it's awesome. Now, um, that's your offering, online and offline, Brenton. I want to talk about how you get people there. You've built a personal profile in your space, a personal brand, and you're driving a lot of traffic. The three things I want to pull apart, content creation, your use of social media, and podcasting. Where should we start? Where are you getting the biggest bang for your buck in terms of traffic? Yep. It's fairly even at the moment, but it all comes from the same place. So I, with the content that I do, it's just spread across all the different channels. And my schedule is two two videos a week. That's what I set myself to. So those, those videos, it might be a 10 to 15 minute video where I critique someone's stroke. It's basically showing them what we do at clinics or what they do if they were to join the membership. That's been the biggest 
game changer with marketing and word of mouth in the last 18 months because I started doing that 18 months ago and it just completely changed how people saw us and so is this video content that you're uploading? What, is, what are you talking about specifically? Yeah, so uh, I upload that to, to YouTube and then that same video goes to Instagram, goes to Facebook, and then it also gets chopped up into 30, 60-second snippets of that video where I'm talking about different different points. So we can basically turn those two videos, kind of like the Gary V model, mm-hmm. turn that into um, multiple bits of, of content. And we, well, we try and publish at least one bit of content a day, but obviously try and do more as well. Just talking about that repurposing of content, a, it's clever and Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it all the time and, and I see it all, you know, from one piece of video content, you know, it's not uncommon to be able to create 30, 40, 80 yeah. pieces of content, audio, written words, social media posts, you know, smaller videos. Are you seeing actual return on investment from doing that or does it just make you feel good that you've created a whole lot of content? Bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting more of? Ego or eyeballs? <laughs> I try to not look at the views and all of that, yes. but you know, you still look at it. Uh, although the thing, the thing about that is, with videos that have had less amounts of views, like some, some we've had that have had several million views on YouTube, and they're great. But the ones where I've actually gotten cl- more clients are typically the ones that they might get five thousand views, ten thousand views, but I go into detail with things and. The people who really want to learn this stuff, they'll watch through the whole thing. Yes. So the views are, are really irrelevant. It's, it's more about what uh, whether people learn from it and those that really want to learn, they'll then seek others out. So for marketing, we've definitely seen a return on it. It's not as trackable as, as, as some other things, I guess. And sometimes it's a long process. Like I've had people who hmm. have been on my email list for five, six, seven years, then they've come to a clinic. And the same thing goes to people who have watched content for, for years. And a lot of people yeah. will take that content and, I, and they'll email me instead of something 10, 15 seconds faster per 100. Mm-hmm. And they haven't paid me a dime, and that's fine. You know, I give away a lot, pretty much everything I, I know. But there's so much out there, and so much that you can learn. That when they get to that point, and and they trust, I guess, trust that I know my stuff, that they're they're then ready to. Yeah, you give away a lot, and we've talked about again this on the show previously. The sort of the Jamie Oliver school of marketing, which is basically give away everything for free, mm. and then people want to come for Jamie's point of view, go to his restaurant, buy his books, buy his DVDs, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. It just seems to work that way. And I know still a lot of business owners out there thinking, oh, I'm going to give away all my IP, and no one will ever use me, and I'm just you know go out of business. But it just it just doesn't seem to be how it works. Even on your website, I mean, you're building an email list. I'm just trying to find it now. What's your lead magnet where you give something away in return for an email? Address? Yeah, we've got something on the homepage where you can just. I need to think what it is. Eleven principles. Or Eleven is it? No, was it the five or the eleven? We've got that. We've got the five principles of fast freestyle. That's right. And that's uh, that's on the on the website. And then on the homepage, we've got basically. I think you can sign up for three videos um, right. to help improve your swimming. Yep. And that's something that I've wanted to update for probably the last twelve months. But you know what it's like in business. I mean, you're still getting a lot of signups. Yeah, you? yeah, and I couldn't tell you how many we get. Yeah. But one of the good that you know your numbers. Yeah, there's uh, <laughs> some numbers I know and some numbers I'm, I don't. I'm with but, you. I'm with you. Yeah, and it's it all seems to be working still anyway. But yeah. one of the emails in that that sequence is I ask people if they haven't bought. Yeah, what are you doing <laughs> basically? And I get people replying to that pretty much daily. So uh, I probably should pay more attention to the lead magnet in the sequence, but. Well, it is. I mean, I find that a challenge too. And it's mm. look, thank you for your honesty around that because it is. I mean, you, it's, you're trying to get that lead magnet up and then you've got these series of autoresponders and then all these different funnels going on. And by that time, you know, those of us who don't like that stuff yeah. can go cross-eyed. Yep. So the question is, do you go out of your way and actually learn it and sort of, you know, it's a bit like eating sand or yeah. do you actually find someone who can do it and, and report back to you, have some kind of, what do you call it, um, dashboard? Yeah, and that's and I've kind of got that set up. Like I have how many podcast downloads, how many YouTube subscribers, all of that gets sent on a Monday. But that's not one that I've got in that that dashboard that my team provides. So, yeah, it's so you're big on YouTube. I'm looking at your um, YouTube channel now. It's effortless swimming. Jeez, a bloody hard word to say <laughs> on a Monday morning. Three days ago, you posted a video. It's already got ten thousand views. Reduce the effort here. Swim faster. Go um, like the clickbait title. Well, yeah, I sort of look at it, and that's what I was going to ask you. Reduce the effort here, swim faster. I guess it is clickbait for a swimmer. 
They're going to look at that and go, oh, yeah, I want to reduce... Uh, the two things I want to do, reduce effort and swim faster. You said you've got videos with millions of views. Do you know what works and what doesn't? Because I'm looking... You've also got videos three days ago, 1,000 views, four, four days ago, 466 views. Yep. What's the magic of getting views on YouTube? So the, the videos where we've got a, a lot of views and those ones that have got less, we post our podcast as a video on YouTube as well. And so they obviously don't rank mm-hmm. as well and all of that. But the videos that have done well, so I posted one of, there's a guy, Dan Smith in Brisbane. He uh, was on the Olympic team in Rio and he, he swam a one minute 10 for 100 and uh, it makes it look like he is swimming as slow as you possibly could. And I looked at that video and I thought, this is something that people would go, that's not possible. And when they look at the way he's swimming, and I knew that the title that I would put there would also make people go, uh, and, and the title for that was, is this the easiest one minute 10 pace per hundred ever? Question mark. And it's, I don't know, it's had seven, 600, 700,000 views. So sometimes you know, but mm. sometimes you don't know what's yeah, going yeah, to, yeah. to work. And for me, it's just, I put out a lot of content, see what sticks. It's, yeah. it's very hard to tell. Sure. So, some I can tell, but... Yeah, there's there's no secret to it, but uh, consistency and and then all doing all the tags and the, yes. and the right titles and stuff, but it's still very hard to know. Uh, Brent, uh, videos heavy lifting, I reckon. You know, it's the, in terms of content creating, big files, uh, editing. Uh, there's lots of stuff to you need to include when you upload to YouTube in terms of tags, metadata, all that kind of stuff. Are you doing it all yourself, or you got a team? Yeah, two weeks ago I hired a video editor Ooh, nice. to do that, and I, I basically trialed two of two video editors. One was rubbish. One was great. He Where'd went, you find them? Posted it on Upwork, mm-hmm. and, and and I'm going through Upwork. So there's a guy in Macedonia who's doing them course. now. And, of course. Uh, but he was great. He searched out extra videos to put in, and he can edit much better than I can. But I've done them all the way up until this point. But what I'm trying to do now is get eight weeks ahead or two months ahead of my content with awesome. podcasts and, and videos, and that way I can just sit back and be comfortable that I don't need to – I haven't filmed a video for – for a week, I need to go and do it. I imagine, and I actually don't know where Macedonia is, but I imagine the cost of living is a lot lower than in uh, Australia. What are you paying him, can I ask? Yeah, uh, f- 15 US an hour, which is, I mean, there are certainly cheaper ones on Upwork, but yep. he's good. He, he does a great job, and I'd, would the other would the cheaper ones do better? I'm, I'm not sure. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it, I mean, that's, that's a lot less than what I could hire someone here for. Uh, Content-wise then, so two videos a week. What else are you putting out there? And, and you, you're putting those videos on YouTube, but then you are grabbing the link and you're actually putting the YouTube link into Facebook and Insta? No. So we take the actual video and re, and upload it to Facebook and then upload it to Instagram as an Instagram TV episode. So we don't... Instagram TV episode. What's that? Oh, it's basically on Instagram, you can have videos up to 60 seconds or you can post it as a longer video and it's published as an Instagram TV episode. Not much of a difference these days anymore, but it just allows you to, to put all that longer content which we've got on on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Would, would Facebook and Insta prefer you producing directly into their platform as opposed to importing something from somewhere else? Would they, would they favour you more? So they don't, they don't know where it's coming from because we take that one, that file, and publish it directly th- to Facebook. It's uh-huh. not coming through YouTube at all. Yeah, got it. So what what would probably be better is if I made that video or edited it some way to be specific for Instagram because mm. some content works better in different platforms. Yeah. But there's so much you can do. We just I just do what, yeah, what, I, uh, hear yeah, I, hear what I can. Are the content you're creating beyond video, anything? Yeah, so podcasting, I've done that for, I'm not sure now, maybe six years or seven years, but I haven't been very consistent with it. Why? Uh, again, so much to, to do and then it's, I just, it sort of gets left by the wayside. And videos, I don't know. We definitely get podcasting's been well worth it, and I think all the a lot of the clients who have come to our camps, the higher higher value products that we've got, a lot of them have come through the podcast, or they've or they listen to the podcast. Interesting. So I yeah, and now I'm I'm being consistent with it. So one a week is is what I'm setting myself, mm-hmm. and just getting you know batching it on a day. I might record four or five, get different guests on, and and get ahead of myself so Good that's what I'm, what I'm aiming to do because I mean you've done it for 10 years now and have you done it every week for I, 10 years? No for the last two or three years I've been pretty consistent every Thursday yep. uh, there have been moments when I've kind of you know got the wobbles or uh, maybe not lost interest but yeah you know life catches up and you kind of yeah. 
you lose a few weeks. But no, try to be consistent. There is a, I certainly see in regards to engagement, you know, if you're consistent, then your numbers go up. If you, you know, I went yeah. to London a few weeks ago and missed two or three weeks and numbers dropped. You know, mm. people are unforgiving. You know, it's like, <laughs> what's next? Brutal. It's competitive, right? You know, yeah. you set an expectation and my audience know that it's a weekly show and you set that expectation. If you don't deliver, then, you know, there's plenty of other things to listen to. Mm. Got a podcast question for me? I mean, we were talking about this earlier. I've, I've listened to your podcasts from many years ago and then have listened to some other ones that you've, you've done as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's come full circle, which, awesome. is, yeah, which is really yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, it's like, I, love it having, I love having guests on, you know, and, and who have listened uh, to the show and now you've got your own podcast. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Righto. So podcast, just talk to me, with your videos and your podcast, what's the call to action and where do you place it? Because, again, mm. if you don't have a call to action, then you're creating art, right? There's a commercial reality to what you're doing. Yeah, for the podcast, I, I, I chop and change with it. Sometimes I'll I'll introduce the the guest. I'll talk about who I've got coming up, and then I'll say we've got more clinics coming up here, or we've got these these camps coming up. That's usually the only call to action that I have. But the the what I try and do in videos and in podcasts is just seed things. So I might refer to what we do at clinics is this, and and this is the result that we've got. Yeah, seed, yeah. seed, yeah, I like that. Seeds, seeds, a great concept of like just. Just mentioning it in conversation, yeah. as opposed to stopping and go buy from me. Yeah, uh, just saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we did that at the Thai camp last year, and it worked really well. We're going to do it again this year, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's conversational. That that's right, and and I think the story side of things too. Like I use, I try and use a lot of stories from people who are, who have come to clinics and and do it that way. And it's it's a much. I think of all, a lot of the products that I've bought or what's made me actually take action. It's mm-hmm. really stories. It's that's what I find people buy into a lot more than a straight up. You know, come to a clinic because this. It's like no people don't really want to be told what to do. They're much more receptive when it's a story. Love stories. Yeah. Okay. So we've got video. We've got podcasting. Brent social. That's great content. I mean, people business owners freak out about social because they're not getting the return or the engagement because they don't have anything to say. But if you create content, that's immediate things to say. It's immediate stories to share, things to say, opinions to to you know share all that kind of stuff. What else are you doing besides posting content on social? Anything? We don't do any offline marketing, no brochures, flyers or anything like that. And I, maybe part of that is that the clinics that we do pretty much fill up just with what we're currently doing. So mm-hmm. if it started to dry out, we might look elsewhere yeah, and it. posting flyers and stuff. At the what what I did mean though is outside of posting your video content and podcast content to you, to Instagram and Facebook, yeah. are you actually doing little – like for example, yesterday we could have taken a quick shot and gone, you know, a couple of podcasters – you know, stuffing around in the pool. I was going to save it for today. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, Just little tactical posts. Yeah. I, I'm i not great with that, really. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's something that would probably be helpful, but... Just a challenge, isn't it? Like, it is, I, again, yeah. I, I really appreciate your honesty because, I mean, I don't want people... I know people tune into this to hear from business owners who have interesting stories and who are using marketing effectively, and that's you. But it doesn't mean you're getting it all right. And oh, I know. There's so you're much having an absolute crack, and the upside's huge, which is really exciting. You got the they got the fundamentals right. You know, I think it's wonderful the way you've got this whole online offline offer, and you're really embracing some content marketing and social media. But again, so back to talk about team. So you got Mr. Macedonia, who's going to be your video editor. Who else have you got on your team? I've got. I've got three contractors in the Philippines. So two of them are full-time. One does the weekend customer support. And they've been with me for close to two years now. And they do most of the admin, customer support, back-end stuff with the podcast and the, and the videos. And they just do make... Do you mean mo- show notes and images and graphics and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, our show notes are fairly basic. And again, that's something we could do a lot better. But we, we use rev.com to transcribe it. I just get them to submit it to Rev and then they, they'll do the, the show notes and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, all the timestamps and things like that. So that takes so much. Before when I was doing all of that and the customer support, I might get five to 10 emails a day and that would that could take two to three hours because firstly, I wouldn't want to be doing it and I'd just procrastinate and it'd all build up and then it's you know, stressful and all of that. Mm-hmm. So that was the probably one of the best things I did was just get someone to take care of that side of things because it was it's five ten dollars an hour work that I shouldn't be totally. doing. Uh, your Filipino team all in the one place or are they spread across the country working from home? It's uh, husband and wife and then the husband's sister. So it's all part of the family. Nice. How'd you uh, find them? Well, through a recruitment service, um, James Shramko's yep. uh, partner of recruitment. Yeah, yep. found the first one and then uh, her husband needed, oh, 
I think it was working at the time, but then I, yeah, I just asked the question and I visited them a couple of months ago, actually over in the Philippines. And that was the first time I saw them, I met them face to face and it was, was great. You know, they're lovely people and just, it's a much better connection you've got when you actually meet them. So important to, um, at some point go and meet your team. Oh. Uh, just, it's a game changer. Isn't I wish it? I'd done bring, it earlier. Bring them out here or go over there and, and, and just get to know them. Cause it's like the, the, compa- the comparison I made with that was it's, you know, if I'm working with someone online and I haven't met them face to face, but I've analyzed 10 of their videos, we've got a, a relationship there, but compared to someone who I've met at a clinic or someone who I've spent seven days with in Thailand on a camp, like it's, there's no comparison there. You just get to know people so much better face to face. Awesome, buddy. Um, have we exhausted traffic sources and profile building sources? Yeah, that we we keep it well. We keep it pretty simple with what we do, mm-hmm. and I think just the consistency has really made the biggest difference mm-hmm. over the last two years. I've done a little bit of paid traffic, and oh, I'm talking with a, a company to help do paid traffic at the moment because I'm not really using any. I reckon that'll skyrocket you if you can get that right. I would imagine that'll skyrocket the membership. I, w- I would I would think so, and I think part of my reservation is that. With the current membership, we're moving over to a different platform that mm-hmm. will hopefully be easier to use, will look better, and it'll basically get people better better results. Because at the moment, it's a little bit like the the Netflix of, of swimming. We haven't got that much content, obviously, but it's there's a lot there. And yep. so f- I'm not directing people very well to the stuff that's going to help them. Mm-hmm. So my I'm a bit reserved with like, I don't want to get too many people where I'm not exactly entirely happy with it. But I don't know yeah. if that's like a perfectionist type thing. Maybe. So, yeah, but uh, paid traffic will be a... Let it go for a couple of months and see what happens. Just test it. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> I just, um, uh, I think uh, like James Schramko, he'll, he'll tell you that uh, I'm a very slow mover with right. things and uh, yeah, I've been like that for a long time. Yeah, no, he would say the same about me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, one and the same. Maybe it's the, uh, maybe it's the, the swimmer in us. I don't know. There's oh, something to it. Oh, maybe. He's probably the procrastinator in us, <laughs> probably, the control yeah. freak in us. The, uh, and, and some of this stuff, I don't know, it's, con- it's not confusing. It's, there's some big concepts there and to get your head around it, and some of it feels time consuming. Some of mm. it feels like, yeah, there just seems to be a lot of moving parts. It's actually not the case when you're building a business like yours. But and as you see, you've, you've kind of tried to simplify it and I think you've done a really good job at it. We're chatting with uh, the procrastinator himself, Brenton Ford of EffortlessSwimming.com. I'd like to finish up, uh, Brenton, with a swimming conversation. So for those of you who aren't uh, swimmers, either hang around and we might convert you or skim forward and go to my top three attention grabbers from this chat, and then we've got a monster prize draw segment coming up as well. But, Brenton, um, swimming's awesome. For me, it's been an absolute game charm, and I'm lucky enough now that I swim every morning in the ocean with a bunch of old blokes in budgie smugglers. But um, Living the dream. Living the dream. <laughs> and, you know, for my uh, mental health, for my physical health, for my just overall kind of view of the world, I can't imagine not doing it and being able to swim in the ocean. You're a pool swimmer, um, I know. But what do we say? There's business owners out there. You touched on it earlier. You've seen burnout. I see burnout all the time. I've been mm. burnt out. They're just not finding the time to look after themselves. Swimming's an awesome thing to do. Any kind of tips on how they could start? Yeah, well, I've been sort of back and forth with being doing what you're doing now, training all the time. And my background was competitive swimming. So I used to swim nine times a, a week, three gym sessions, and used to, be, used to train a lot. Mm-hmm. And then when I had a few more responsibilities with the family and working on, and all of that, there was a, a time where I, I wasn't training much and I wasn't doing it in the mornings. And for me, if I'm not, if I haven't exercised in the morning, I'm pretty grouchy and I feel mm. like I've got this built up energy that yes. I need to, to get out. And so what I've started doing lately, and you know, I've got two young kids, they're one and a half and three and a half and it makes time a little bit more, uh, it's a lot more precious now and I haven't got as much of it. So what I've been getting up early, I've been getting up at five o'clock, mm. go for a run before the kids and, and my wife wake up and then I'm mentally, physically, I'm, I'm so much better for the day. So I've just yep. been trying to squeeze it in in then. Uh, but it was hard the, the first couple of times because the body clock wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And so just, just squeezing it in then in the morning. And if I can win the day early on, yeah, yeah. I, I feel I'm much more productive as well. Yeah, I had, did an interview for another podcast I'm doing for American Express. It's called the Idea Exchange Podcast. And I interview Christina Carlson from Kiki K, you know, the Kiki K yeah. stationery stores. And she has um, two hours in the morning from five till seven. She called it her golden hours, mm. but it was about her. First hour was meditation, journaling, writing down what she's grateful for, all that kind of stuff. And then the second hour was go for a swim or a walk or a run or something. Yeah. After that, 
she's open to other people, but those first two hours were for her, and she's much better for it's it. It's the and, way to go, isn't it? I think because yeah. as soon as you. As soon as you check your phone, you're doing emails. Stuff. It's very, you yeah. are in. You are sucked into the vortex. Yeah. If there is someone listening who would love to give swimming a crack, and it's such a, it's a relatively easy thing to do. Buy a swimming cap, pair of goggles, pair of budgie smugglers, or for the ladies, a one piece. Yeah. And what? Go and swim ten laps, or is there a drill that you would suggest? To- yeah, if, if they're brand new. Adult swim lessons is probably the way to go because so many people, if you haven't got that swimming background, it's nerve-wracking. You know, mm. I have people who, somebody came to a clinic on Saturday and she's like, I was really nervous coming here and she could swim really well. And it's, if you haven't got that swimming background, it can be very nerve-wracking. Yep. So adult swim lessons is probably the best way if you're brand new. Great idea. Otherwise, just start small and... Or, you know, if you were a self-promoter, Brenton, and take a if lesson I, yeah, here, yeah, mate, yeah. join dot com and probably be yeah. <laughs> probably a good start. And, and I mean, uh, if you can swim, so our, like our minimum is if you can swim 200 metres, right. then that then it's probably the right level to, to work with us. If you can swim 200 metres continuously. Yep. So if they're brand new, I normally steer them uh, to an, another resource. But if you can swim, then... Uh, it's no better place than uh, than coming to a clinic if you can, or uh, we put out so many videos that uh, you I, can learn something there. You, well, you do, absolutely. There's so much free content. I wonder whether instead of directing people who can't swim 200 metres elsewhere, because you're going to very quickly learn, you're going to be able to yeah. swim 200 metres pretty quickly, maybe you should offer some kind of like $20, here's what you need in order to swim 20, 200 metres. Then... Th- that's been on the cards for, for a little <laughs> while. but <laughs> I got it. So uh, that's what I want to do, create a... 20, 30 minute video that will help people go through that mm. brand new to, uh, to knowing yeah. how to swim. So, Well, Brenton, I'm just looking at my notes here. I think it's, this interview's gone swimmingly. <laughs> Sorry. I, I saw that written down on the notes there. That you're just waiting to say it. Nothing like a good pun. No, love it. Uh, buddy, uh, well done to you. I think it's an awesome business and uh, one that, as I said at the top of this interview, uh, if you are a small business owner with knowledge to share, then what you are doing is a model that could be, I think, transferred into so many different industries, right? And so there's massive learning there. Well, yeah, and it's, I mean, for me, I was, it's taken me a long time to be comfortable being, being an expert in something mm-hmm. and putting my face out there because I'm pretty lucky with what I do. 99% of the comments are, are great and that's unheard of for, for YouTube especially. Yes. Uh, I mean, you still get those, those negative people, but in maybe industries where there might be more critics out there and, and more controversial, it can be hard, but you know, it's, it's, it's been so worth it. And I think just from a confidence perspective and, and in terms of speaking and just being comfortable coming and doing a podcast, it's made a world of difference. Mm. And if I hadn't have started the podcast or started YouTubing, for me, I think personally, I'd, I wouldn't be where I am today. So mm. it's, it's really helped, but it's that initial hurdle of being comfortable doing that. Good on you, buddy. Well done. Thanks very much for having me, Tim. Well, there you go, team. Swimming coach and very smart business founder, Brenton Ford. And if you're into swimming or would love to get into it, and I highly recommend you do, then check out what Brenton has to offer. You'll find a link in the show notes. Here's what grabbed my attention from that chat. Attention grabber number one. I love how Brenton is always thinking about ways to add value to his members in order to make them feel loved and so that he can hold them for longer. So it kind of raises the question, what can you do to add value to your current clients or maybe even past clients? Attention grabber number two. I love how Brenton has a content schedule. This is something I'm working on this year with the guys from Vala Media and already I'm finding it removes that pressure of wondering what you're going to create and post next which is kind of a big blockage for many of you, I guess, to embrace social media. Attention grabber number three. I love how Brenton is using virtual assistants to lighten his workload and allowing him to focus on what he does best. Now, if you'd like to learn how you could do the same, then email me and I'll introduce you to a fellow I use to build my team. My email, tim at timreed.com.au. Well, that's what grabbed my attention. Whatever grabbed yours, be sure to lock out some time and implement it because that is where the magic is. Come on down. It's Timbo's Monster Prize Draw. Oh, yes, indeedly, doodly. It is time to reward another motivated listener for taking some serious 
swift, intentional marketing action. And today's winner is... Amanda McDonald of the Shower Man Melbourne. .com.au. Now, Amanda wrote me a absolutely tremendous email detailing all the things her and her hubby have implemented from listening to this show. And I can't read them all. I will put the list in the show notes for this episode so you can read them all and learn from them and maybe implement them yourselves. But here's what Amanda has to say briefly. She says, hi, Tim. I listened to your podcast for the first time at the beginning of this year. Where have you been, Amanda? This is an 11-year-old show. What took you so long? (laughs) At the time, my husband and I were running our business as a one-man show, him on the tools and me running the round doing the quoting. I think the third episode I listened to was the Platinum Electrics one, and from then, it was on says Amanda with an exclamation mark. I'll put a link in the show notes to that episode because it's one of my most popular episodes ever. I felt like that was the podcast that was talking just to me. That was the moment. Nice. Amanda had an epiphany. Since then, we have gone from hubby doing all our jobs to employing two full-time replacements for him and an offshore virtual assistant. Next year, I plan to have a full-time sales rep replace me and another two to three full-time guys on the tools so that we can step back and work on the business more. (laughs) Or may I suggest, Amanda, go on a holiday. Our turnover has tripled since we began implementing all the ideas below, most of which I stole from your podcast. Well, you didn't steal them. I mean, I gave them to you. That's why I do this. Now, very long list here. As I said, I'll put them in the show notes over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 490. But things like SEO tweaking, setting up systems, JFDI, that was from the Michelle Bridges episode. Just freaking do it. That was Michelle's advice. Um, Outsourcing, partnerships, it just goes on and on and on. And as a result, guess what? She's tripled her business. No surprises there. It's all in the implementation, not listening to the podcast. I am sure there are a lot more, says Amanda. However, that is all I can think of off the top of my head. Keep up the great podcasting. Amanda McDonald, she's a director of the showermanmelbourne.com.au. Amanda, you are an implementing machine, and I find that really inspiring. You might show, you might find this show inspiring. I find what you do much more inspiring. As a result, here's what you win. A $75 flora and fauna voucher. Can't buy bacon at that site. You can buy bacon, not bacon. $50 sandal voucher. A Lumber Punks $100 voucher to go and throw some axes. A 180 headlamp, that's worth 100 bucks. Boxing gloves from Fitness Enhancement, 40 bucks. A full range of Liars non-alcoholic spirits, that's worth over 500 bucks. Mr. Lee's noodles, 30 bucks. Jeff Anderson's video marketing course, 197 bucks. $100 voucher to get some undies from tradies. Promotion on the show you've got, you get a backlink in the show notes. Google loves that. You are a winner, Amanda. Everyone else, you want to win like Amanda did? Then listen and implement and then send me an email, tim at timreid.com.au. Tell me one idea you've implemented and what impact it's had on your business. If I read it out on air, you win. Before we wrap things up, just a reminder that you'll find plenty more episodes on the Podcast One Australia app, plus my entire archive full of ideas to grow your business is over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. If you're getting value from listening, don't keep this podcast a secret. Be sure to let other business owners know about it. Next time, we catch up with a fellow who does something I'd hate to do, door-to-door selling. (laughs) Sends shivers up my spine even saying those words. His name's Chandler Smith, and he's one of the world's leading door-to-door salespeople. This podcast was presented by me, Timbo Reid, produced by Matt Dwyer. Until next week, thanks for tuning in. Now, get out there and take action.